Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'm coming to you live from Martha's Vineyard um, at the Harbor View Hotel, and I'm at the University of Pennsylvania's uh, 42nd Annual Meeting, which is a combination of CT and MR and ultrasound, and uh, I've spoken at this meeting a number of times over the past 20 years or so, and it's a real honor to be here. This meeting was supposed to take place in 2020, you know the story with that, and in 2021, you know the story with that, and full house here in 2022, so it's really nice. Um, it's great to be here, it's a little bit uh, different, but um, I guess it brought up the question about medical meetings. Now, oh yes, you're asking me why it looks so dark here. Is this a very poor hotel that has no electricity? No, it's not a poor hotel, it has plenty of electricity, but I one of the things I do is I babysit my grandchildren and they're both sleeping in the background so hopefully I won't wake them up if you hear some noise it's my fault so anyway um, because it's 10 o'clock you know when you're six and three you should be sleeping at this time which they are and they're worn out from the day uh, at the pool on the beach but um, one of the questions really is will meetings survive um, I know we ran, uh, this is the 42nd course of, of the Penn meeting. I did 37 straight meetings on CT in Orlando or Florida somewhere on CT, President's Weekend or nearby. And we haven't done it for three years. We've done it once, uh, remote, Zoom, but that I think it was successful but not very exciting. So the question comes, will I do another meeting? Uh, should we have that meeting? People ask me, will we have that meeting? So it's, um, I don't know. Um, I th let me tell you what the challenges are. The first one is physician groups. I think groups are getting bigger and bigger. I mean, there's several radiology groups with thousands of members. If a group pays for someone's travel, um, it's a lot of people to pay for. And so when there was a three-person or five-person or eight-person group, you made it a benefit, everyone shared. CME was pushed. Now, when you have th 3,000 members, and if it costs three to $5,000 for a meeting, who's gonna pay for it? It's a lot of money. The other thing is most people have contracts now which give them a certain number of days they work or a certain number of days they're off. But in the old days, you used to get a certain number of days for meetings. Well, you don't get that anymore. You get days off or days work, depending how your practice is. When people got days off for meetings and they got money for meetings, it was use it or lose it. So they would go to meetings and average radiologists would do three or four meetings a year. Now it's very minimal. Now I have to admit those trends were happening long before COVID started. I noticed that our own courses where we would do 300 people in February every single year, year after year, the numbers were going down. And every year I would look at the graying of the population of radiologists attending. The same issue with technologists. We used to get 500 people for CT technologist meetings and the majority, probably 95%, was paid for by the group or the hospital. For the many years, uh, the numbers were substantially smaller because the uh, technologists had to pay for their own meetings. Some places gave them the time off. Some places didn't give them the time off or the money. So it became a challenge for them to go to meetings. So 
that's one thing. Now, of course, as you know, when I do a meeting or anyone does a meeting, there's many fixed costs. There's advertising, there's the AV, there's this getting the speakers to the meeting, uh, paying for the speaker's travel. Whether you have 50 people or 500 people, those costs are gonna be the same. The variable costs really come down to the more people that have, you have the more people you uh, have to order breakfast or coffee breaks for. But if you have a lot of people, the profit is there. Not that any of us are looking to make a fortune of money, but when you do run a meeting, even before COVID, I was probably taking about a uh, quarter of a million dollar risk for running a meeting based on the number of hotel rooms you're guaranteed and food and beverage you're guaranteed. So it was not a trivial process. Now with COVID, what's happening? Well, for example, the hotel we're staying in is the nicest hotel. I think it's Harborview, it's called, in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard. It's really the only place you can have a meeting in this area, beautiful hotel. And they probably were charging around 400 bucks a night. So it was reasonably expensive uh, in season. The meeting's always around July 4th. This year, for a while, they were charging $2,400 a room. They were then charging $1,000 a room, which is what they're charging now. So two and a half times what it was, that's an unreasonable rate. The other thing that's happening, if, so if you're running a meeting, you have to take a big chance that people would pay that money. But even if they wanted to, what about yourself for the faculty and everything else, can you afford to pay it and still break even or make a slight profit? The answer probably is not. The other thing is the hotels feel people want to travel and they have some leverage or they perceive they have leverage. So one of the things when I book a hotel is you uh, get a certain amount of space for free based on the number of rooms you have. So if you're going to have 100 rooms, you might have 150 people, you get a certain ballroom. But you also have to guarantee how much money you're going to spend on food and beverage. Now, our meetings were very nice. We always had coffee and juice and cereal and eggs or something like that, and bagels and other stuff. But that was costing you something like $50 a person plus 25% gratuity, gratuity. So I was paying about $70 for coffee and donuts, basically per person. That was the price you paid because that was how food and beverage was generated and how they made profits. It was kind of an outrageous price, but you knew that was just the expense of doing business they could charge you less theoretically than they would charge you for the room, so it's kind of a push. But so the more people you had, you think about it for a second, if it's 70 bucks, I ran a four-day meeting, I was spending $300 on food, and I was charging 750 for tuition. So 40% of the money we got was spent on food. Now the meeting places, whether you're at Disney or elsewhere, are increasing the amount of guarantee they want fifty to $100,000 guaranteed, which is just impossible to do um, unless you had a very large crowd. We don't know how large a crowd is gonna be, and so you can take tremendous losses because you're signing that you're gonna pay for that regardless. So there's a risk reward for running meetings. And if you notice, there's very few companies running meetings now, very few medical institutions are running meetings. I think you will see the society meetings, the GI Society, the Thoracic Society, RSNA, Rankin-Ray, those meetings will survive. Now I'll predict they're not gonna be as large. Maybe they will be, who knows? Because if you're only going to one meeting a year, people maybe will save money up to go to the GI Society or their other specialty society, be it neuro, nuclear medicine. But the Nukes meeting a couple weeks ago, I know it was a very thin population. RSNA last year was a third or less of what they typically have. What's gonna happen this year? Who knows?
Um, it's kind of sad in many ways because many of us like going to meetings and participating in meetings. I think one of the benefits of academics is the ability to speak in meetings, learn things, get to meet people, influence how practices are done. And I, I'm giving seven talks to this meeting. I gave four talks today. I spoke, uh, Jill Langer and I, uh, Jill, who's the course director from Penn, kindly invited me, you know, she spoke, I spoke first, she spoke second, and then I spoke, then I spoke again after the coffee break, she spoke and I spoke. So n no big deal, and I speak three times tomorrow, but um, you really realize how much you like speaking, how much you like answering questions during and after the meeting, and how much fun meetings are. So hopefully things will wash out. I think perhaps after a year or so of these very high rates, and I did not mention to you the airline prices now are going up, up, up. <coughs> that was even before the fuel costs. Now they're going up, but let me take a drink here. Carbonated water. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where things are going to go. I don't know if things will do better, but uh, I see we have people on the call like Meg Fines. Meg loves going to meetings. I saw her last year in San Diego, and hopefully I'll see her again there. We have some other people uh, from uh, way over the place, from Oklahoma. Um, a comment by Alberto. It, right, maybe the economy meltdown will help. Maybe if the you know, people are, um, are not going to travel, you know, all these hotel rates that have gone up and airline rates gone up and everything else, people will kind of come to some realization that you can charge a lot, but doesn't mean people are going to pay a lot. So um, hopefully they'll, things will come back a little bit to normal. That may take a year or two to wash out. I'm, I'm not sure. I think radiology does benefit by in-person meetings. I think people learn a lot, enjoy a lot, and it's really, you know, meeting your peers and learning. I think there's no way around it. The Zoom nonsense, I think Zoom is great. I can speak to you guys. We do Zoom lectures. It's, it's a really good way of doing things, but it's not in place of physical meetings. The advantage of Zoom, I could do this 52 weeks a year, and we do. I could be up in Martha's Vineyard, and I'm doing this in the dark. That's great. But I think to really succeed, um, I think for the field to really move forward, meetings become very important. So hopefully we'll see things come back. Um, if you have any questions or comments, we, we have advice of what we should do or what you think is going to happen. You can just leave it on the comments page here where people are live now, but you can look at the put comments down after. And then um, I will check them and I will try to answer them. And perhaps maybe in a few months we'll come back and bring up the discussion again when we have more data points to really look at. So with that, an unusual Monday night, 10 p.m. Facebook Live, and um, we'll see you a little bit later. Have a great day or a great evening. Bye.